You were like, I actually got anal beads. <laughs> you, you told me you were thinking going into chess. Yeah, no, I'm not, not even going into chess. No, just like, for I, fun. I, I gave up the chess. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. In 1966, the Pritchard family experienced one of the most intense hauntings ever reported in the UK. But what was the source of this spectral disturbance? This week on Unexplained Legends, the Black Monk of Pontefract. That book is going to take me as long as it's going to take for the aliens to get there, to read the rest of it. (laughs) Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Old Dennis Lynn. Uh, This week, Dennis Lynn comes to me from his little sick isolation chamber next door. In my crawl space. Yeah, and uh, what I've done is I've... uh, Dennis is... Can I tell them? Can I tell them? Yeah, tell them. Yeah. De- Dennis is sick with COVID nineteen, so that's one episode off the table. Unfortunately, you know, I don't even know how much we can delve into that. To be honest, yeah, we, well, we we might even bleep that out. Yeah, it's it's real, and you have it. Simple as that. I've had it too. Very um, real. Yeah, like syphilis. Uh, together. Wait, you mean it's real, or you've had it too? Anyway, uh, together we are the unexplained legends, and <laughs> this week, Dennis, uh, I think. Because it's coming up to Halloween. Yeah. It's coming up to spooky time. We're getting spooky. Getting spooky. I've gone with a very spooky episode for you. All right. Tell me the episode and then I want to ask you a question. Okay. The episode title is The Black Monk of Pontefract. Ponte who? Pontefract. Yeah. Black Monk of Pontefract. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to ask the obvious question. Mm -hmm. Is he black? Um, no, not okay. black. All right, okay, I just need to clear that up yeah. to start. Uh, uh, well, it's not confirmed, but I'm going to say probably not black, okay? All right, that's not what they're, go- that's not what they're trying no. to emphasize. No, no, no. Okay, no. so he's he's scary. Is he scary? He is, he is scary. All right, and he's a monk and he's from that place. All right, yeah. I've never heard of it, to be honest. No, but when I told you, when I said, like, here are a few episode titles... That I'm working on. You're doing me in again. Do you no, know that? No, I'm not. You are? I'm not. Because I acted like I never heard that before. No, you didn't. I did. You should listen back to it. I was like, wow, man. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Listen, I didn't mean to do that to you. I didn't mean to do you dirty. But it would be really good if you could edit in me, like, saying something that never happened, like, like a couple, <laughs> couple of seconds ago. I'm working on a soundboard of you, as I've said before. Uh, one of our listeners messaged me. Excuse me, I'm going to burp. No, it was a false burp. Uh, one of our listeners messaged me and said it would be really funny for me to put out an episode that was just me with you as a soundboard. Would that be funny? It would. Um, but they said it. They said it was. Is this the same listener that sends you in these things all the time? What? Are, 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 are these multiple listeners that keep backing up all the ideas that you want? No, no, just th- one listener. This is a different listener. Really? Yeah, different listener. Because they sound like the same listener. No, no, different listener, man. Different listener, I'm telling what you. Is their, what does their name r- rhyme with? Um, <laughs> Pistopher. 
Okay, I think I might know what you're on about yeah, this, Barry. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, uh, I wanted I wanted to ask you a question before we get into the yeah, yeah. into the black monk of Pontecrap. Spooky season is upon us. Mm-hmm. Are you a Halloween a Halloween boy? Um, am do you I like I, Halloween? Are you asking me if I'm pumpkin pilled? Yeah. Do you like Halloween? Uh, do you know what? Always sneaks up on me every year, but yeah, I do. Yeah. So, would you get dressed up for for Halloween? Uh, used to back in the day. Not not now. When when you were a kid, actually, going trick-or-treating, you lived out in the country, so it must yeah. have been nigh impossible, I guess. But, <laughs> Pretty much, but yeah. Would you, would you get dressed up? Yeah, w- twice. Twice. All right, what were, those, what were both those costumes? If you if you can reveal them without cancelling yourself. Uh, first one was uh, Scream. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. What age were you when, when that happened? That was a very hip one. Uh, 15. No, um, I would have been, let's say, nine. And you had the scream mask and all. Yeah, and get this: the scream mask I had, you had a heart that you could press, cool. and it would put blood onto your face. There was you like, see, a, oh, unreal. You see, I you, you talk about kind of some touchstones in your childhood where you know, let's say, I don't know, your Digimon is breaking, or you're not yeah, getting yeah. the thing you want. That's a top tier childhood thing to get. No, the scream no. mask with the blood. That's like. You can't say that that's not an amazing thing to get at Halloween. No, no, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Dennis. This, this... You worked ca- hard for it. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I worked down the coal mines for it. No, no. This came about because, are you familiar? I don't know if you had these where, where you were in the Metropolitan Elite of... Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's grand. In the Metropolitan... We, we can bleep out Elite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know if you had these, but the, the chain Discount World... Everyone, I'd say, got this mask from Discount World. How much were they going for? They would have been going for maybe a pound. A pound's nothing to sniff at. Yeah, well, here's here's the thing. It fucking leaked. So you, by the time you get home, everything is covered in this, uh, which actually added to the effect, but it wasn't meant to act like that. Yeah, everything covered in uh, in red ink. How did you get rid of it? Like, were you stained? Uh, I, wa- I was stained for a while. You got done for a bank robbery. At the beginning of September 1966, in the sleepy town of Pontefract in West Yorkshire, the Pritchard family were due to move in to their new home at 30 East Drive. However, the Pritchard parents, Jean and Joe, along with their daughter Diane, 12, were away on a trip for the bank holiday weekend. Why did you present it like that? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) 12 like you hit a bell or something <laughs> I have it in brackets I, I see it as slightly distinct from the from the narrative you know I'd say it's just as well we didn't um, do this episode right after the watcher <laughs> do you think so yeah yeah it's sounding quite familiar interesting but familiar no no the Pritchard parents Jean and Joe along with their daughter Diane 12 were away on a trip for the bank holiday weekend Meaning that on the first day of moving in to their home, their 15-year-old son Philip and his grandmother were the only two members of the family to be present in the house at 30 Wait, East Drive. Can I stop you? What yeah. age is... What age... Why did you give... Did you give Philip's age? Yeah, I, I did, yeah. You said... what? You gave his age previous to this. What do you mean? You know when you said that the daughter's age was 12? Diane, 12, yeah. Did you say Philip's age before that? No. 
Why did you say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just wondering, are you trying to do something here? Because then you introduced his age afterwards. But for some reason, 15 isn't as significant as 12. To 12. I, what I'd say is I haven't mentioned Philip up until this point. So, so he, hasn't, he hasn't been mentioned at all. No. So we'll recap because it is, it's getting confusing. All right. Can I try and recap it? So yes. two parents, this is the way you said, two parents have moved in with their daughter and Philip and the grandmother. No. Oh, so Philip hasn't moved in. No. He lives in a different house. No, no, wrong way around. <laughs> the, so the Pritchard family were moving into this house. Okay. Jean and Joe, the parents, they were away on holidays with their daughter, Diane, 12. They were on a trip for the bank holiday. So on the first day of moving into the house, the only two members of the Pritchard family that moved in were their 15-year-old son, Philip. What kind of nonsense is that? Who does that? <laughs> and his who grandmother. Do- who does that? I know. You, you buy a house, you go over to bank holiday, and you say, you don't bring your 15-year-old son with you for some reason. No. And you say, here, um, go down there with your grandmother and unload the truck and move us into the house. Yeah, you get us moved in. You get us we're, settled. We're we'll down in Ballybunion. We're down in Ballybunion with your sister for the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Hope, hope the place is tidy. Make sure she unpacks everything. Don't have any parties. We're paying enough for her in that home. Uh, That's did, ridiculous. Did these, you? These, these people deserve whatever's coming to them. Okay. <laughs> did, did you ever um, go away separate from your parents, or or not go on holidays when you're, the rest of the family were going on holidays? My parents are terrible for like you know empty nest syndrome. So like if I do anything on my own, they just act like I'm killing them. So it took me a long, long time for me because I was the youngest to to be left at home like because that meant that you know i was dying basically as far as my parents were concerned but this one time they left me at home um i had a couple of people over as you do right we had a couple of drinks it was all very tame or so i thought and my parents came back in i had the whole place like completely clean they wouldn't notice a thing now my mother is like you know insane when it comes to cleanliness right she's insane when it comes to a couple of other things as well but just cleanliness for this episode and I'm walking around and it's grand. And I don't know if you know this, or I don't know how um, I don't know how your mother reacts in these situations. But I was in another part of the house, and I just hear someone violently screaming in another part of the house, and it's probably to do with me. Yeah. So what had, what had happened was was my good friend Tom, uh, who's actually getting married next year, and he got a plum. I found out afterwards and launched it from the kitchen. It hit the back wall of the television. And stained like the back wall behind the television. So I never saw it. So I I couldn't clean it up. But my mother was like trying to go in everywhere. And so I told him like no one over blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, how do you explain this plum? Like, because it was like, you're either (laughs) saying. Why was this plum here? (laughs) You're either, it's exactly what it was like. You're either saying I didn't have anyone over or I smashed a plum off the wall and just left it there. I threw that plum there. And, And didn't clean it up. What what did you go with in the end? Did you like admit it or did you say I just you'd done I just walked out. I was it was lost. I had to go I like had to stay away for like two days. Yeah. Live in a bush. But anyway, where are we? So Philip okay. is, is is getting his grandmother to lift in pianos and stuff. Yeah. And the, the three others are on holidays. Exactly, yeah. So they're settling into the new house nicely, with Philip's grandmother sewing by the fire while Philip is exploring his her new back, home. Her back broken. Yeah. Just resting after bringing in, like you said, the grand piano, a few wardrobes, you know, maybe the sofa she's sitting on now next, by the, next to the fire. So Philip was exploring his new home. However, when Philip came into the sitting room to check on his grandmother, the door suddenly slammed behind him. 
Nothing more than a gust of wind, Philip thought. That was until a mysterious, chalky substance started appearing out of thin air and slowly falling around the room. The substance—it was, it was the drywall. It was plaster from the from the wall when he when he slammed the door. Well, well, well. Now, Dennis, right? The substance coated the floor and furniture in a fine dust. Philip and his grandmother began to clean it up, assuming it must have come from the ceiling or something settling in the house. <laughs> it's probably Philip's head. It's probably dandruff. Oh, he's just a bit, a bit of psoriasis here. Just yeah, probably. Coming down, you know. However, as soon as they'd cleaned away the dust, more appeared to replace it. Without falling? Uh, it, no, it, it started materialising again and falling down. So it didn't have, it wasn't starting from the ceiling. It was just like in the mid, like in the mid Yeah, yeah, mid-air. The middle Weird. of air. And so Philip, and so Philip is 15. Yeah. Right, so he's, he's quite young. And then we have a grandmother who's been working for three days straight. Mm-hmm. Um, who's been sitting by, sweating by the fire. Yeah. It's probably quite elderly. This is the grandmother Phil- in the 60s, so she's probably like 45 or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> physically done for at this stage. Yeah. So do you think that that was having any effect on what they were seeing? Or do you think this is a real spook event, you know? Well, I'll tell you now. Philip and his grandmother, at this point, they were more perplexed than scared by this event. You know, I have to say, what, what would be your reaction? Would you be perplexed or would you? Would there be pee running down your leg? Because I think that might be... I, actually, if I'm being honest, it depends how creepy the house is. I'd, I'd think at this point, I would be going, what's this? Do you know, I don't know the house. I go, is this a new feature? Hmm. Is this something in this house, this particular house, the dust falling from midair? You know, is that just something that happens? Yeah, is it a wormhole? Yeah, well, I'll get to intergalactic wormholes maybe in a bit. Okay. Uh, but the yeah, that's a, there, actually there's no need to put a pin in that. That doesn't come back up. But that that's <laughs> kind of that. Um, we need to get T-shirts that say "Put a pin in that." The, so I'm imagining again, we use it a lot on this podcast. But I'm imagining pure goosebumps house here. Is that what we're going at? Um, Creaky stairs, or is it a new build? Good question. I'd say it's not. Um, I've looked at the house. We can look yeah. up the house in a little bit. I would say it's not. It's not that goosebumpy. More newer terrace terrace house. Oh, because it's in the UK, so we're not going to get that nice goosebump suburbia. But we are going to get like creepy. Um, oh, I'm going down to the man's. That's bro. exactly as well because it's up in Yorkshire. So the yeah, grandmother's yeah. there, and she's she's in a bath of bovril. You know, ba- it's asbestos, bathing. Roger. It's asbestos. <laughs> it's asbestos. That's, that's it. what it is. It's <laughs> every house in the sixties and fifties well, in in the UK was made of asbestos. So that's Philip and his grandmother were just saying, "Hey, up! Oh, it's probably probably now, but asbestos." That's what they're saying, right? Yeah, that's that's unbelievably offensive. <laughs> no, it's not. So any any other accents that would be unbelievably. Offensive. <laughs> so do you, they, do you know the amount of letters we got from the Dutch? What After did that we? Episode. Did yeah, we get we, some Dutch? Yeah, in? we got. We, they were saying we're not just clogs. That was the subject. I couldn't even read it. I just deleted it. Was that true? Yeah. Never told me that. Uh, well, I've been away for four days. The I I when I listened back to that episode, I laughed heartily at all of those uh, Dutch stereotypes we put in. What episode was that? Just to remind people. That uh, was the Watcher. That was the Watcher. Yeah, it was the very good episode, vintage episode, I'd say. All right. So back to this. Where where are we with this? Thing? All right. So, so we're saying the host made of asbestos. That's a pretty good yeah. theory, though. So so Philip mm-hmm. and his grandmother, right? They at this stage not very scared by this. They're just like that's weird. So they decide to go get Philip's aunt Marie, who lives down the road. 
to come and help assess the situation. Wait, the aunt was living down the road the whole time and she let the 15-year-old and the grandmother unpack the whole house. You, you, the aunt was busy. She's watching uh, Robot What's Wars. What's with his family? <sighs> Blow me, Derek. Derek! Derek, love, can you get that? I'm just watching Robot Wars and the wireless. <laughs> she, uh, she, well, she's called up now. She's here to help now, right? However, as soon as their Aunt Marie arrived into the home, she slipped on a pool of water which had appeared from nowhere. <laughs> Come on, man. This is like Home Alone or something. What? Why, why do... <laughs> okay, right. If you were walking in the kitchen and you stepped in water, yeah. is, would you describe it as water appearing from nowhere? Well, if I have no clear like idea of how it got there, yes. But would you? You wouldn't jump to that straight away, no. Uh, no, no. But let me continue here, Dennis. Right? Philip cleaned this water up as well as the dust, but it suddenly reappeared. Philip and his grandmother were still more worried about a potential leak than anything paranormal at this stage. However. That was all about to change. All right, another question for you. You're inside there, right? This stuff keeps coming back. Yeah. Would you, for either one of these substances, lick a bit of it? The the dust, I'd like, do all like this, give it a sniff. Stab it on your finger and on the tip of your tongue. On the gums, then. On the gums, get it into the bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, just check what it is. Yeah, uh, imagine if it was just cocaine. Just, they'd be rich. <laughs> and they'd have... And the grandmother would be offered tits, but do you see uh, the water as well? If that keeps being replaced, I mean, that's that's probably big bucks, isn't it? You're saying if, bottle if, it, if, it, if it's fresh water, Pontefract uh, spring water. Mm-hmm. The I I um I wouldn't taste the water, but I'd, I'd sniff it again. I, you know me, I'm a big sniffer. There you are. You got in trouble for that. <laughs> Shut up. The I'm a big sniffer. I'll sniff a lot of things. I'd give I'd give it a go. And also, I have, I have a keen nose. I'm like a bloodhound, they say. Mm. So I'd be able to, I'd be able to tell. Wait a minute, this is Sprite. Do you know, I'd be able to get what yeah, yeah. what was going on with the with the water. You'd smell the fizz off it, like. So all right, we've got a we've this. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of kind of Irish, Irish kind of mysteries. You know, like some Mary statue with blood running out of her eyes, or you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some Cheers. holy waterfall or something like that. So okay, go on. Let's, okay. let's see where it goes. So, like I said there, Philip and his grandmother, they were still worried about a potential leak more than anything else. However, that was all about to change. The family heard a strange clattering in one of the upstairs rooms. After investigating, they discovered it was a wardrobe. Sorry. After investigating, (laughs) they discovered... Oh, no, run for your lives. (laughs) After investigating, they discovered a wardrobe was the source of the disturbance. It was shaking of its own accord. Suddenly, it began to move by itself, swaying side to side as it lumbered along the floor towards them. (laughs) It was at this point that Philip and his grandmother left the house in fright, opting instead to stay at Aunt Marie's home that night. I'll tell you, out of all the furniture that can attack you, a big wardrobe would be probably one of the worst, especially if it's because we're only used to all crappy old MDF wardrobes, mm. the majority of us. But like, I mean, back in the day, 
This is probably a big honker of a wardrobe. This thing would knock you out. Like, You're, probably there, weighed the same as a car. There's a wardrobe to your left right now. There is a wardrobe. That poor old wardrobe. Gust of wind had knocked the thing over. I think I've seen that nearly fall over. Yeah, you can't even move it and it'll just break. Oh my God, it's coming towards me. Oh shit, is it lumbering? So this is, I would say, it's a first for the podcast. This is our first piece of... <laughs> is it our first piece? Oh, it's not our first piece of haunted furniture. We had another haunting in the UK, the Enfield haunting, where yes. we had a potentially uh, a chair slid across the room yes and a yes Lego brick. you're right you're but right i think this i think this is definitely our biggest and maybe our uh, most fearsome <laughs> most fearsome haunted um piece of furniture in a house i do think that is really scary like i mean regardless of what i might be saying about it no if i was in a situation where a wardrobe was bundling towards me i mean what would you do how would you get out of the way and also what's it trying to do to you like, w- would you defend yourself by getting into it? Or does that mean the wardrobe's, <laughs> does that mean the wardrobe's eating you? The, you know, that's a risk. Well, here, here's something I was thinking about. One, right, you know me, I'm not a ghost guy, right? Not not usually that spooked by ghosts. But I can picture what that wardrobe is doing very, like, vividly. You know, I can picture, that's the way you move mm. a wardrobe. That kind of, like, inching left to the right, to the yeah. left to the right. I'm actually seeing it get a little bit of air, though, as well. Like either side, it's not. It's not like just. It's not just moving along the ground. It's You're saying a bit it's of air. swinging, like it's kind of yeah, lump, yeah. walking. You know, kind of almost yeah. galumping. And the what I think is, like you said, if you were to fight back against this wardrobe, would you fight it on the terms of it being a wardrobe? Like, are you getting an axe? Are you trying to chop it up? Or are you fighting it on the terms of it being like a ghost? Are you kind of like thinking this is spiritual? I'll get some holy water. Well, that's what I mean, you know, and it just goes back to my point, like, is the wardrobe trying to squish you or eat you? Because if you get into it, it can't harm you. But... <laughs> on, I don't on, know where you... Where you're you, getting that from? If you go into it, it has, it can't it can't harm you. No, it it can just bring you along in it. That's there's all a, it can do. There's a lot to be read about the fact that you're you're saying the safest place is to go into the closet. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, it can't crush you when it's in there. Um, and if you've nowhere else to go, like let's say it's barreling towards you, mm. you jump into it and then you beat out the back of it okay. and you <laughs> run out the door. No, all I'm saying is the, the only risk involved in that is if it is, I mean, I think we can say it's a supernatural wardrobe at this stage. Yes, yeah. Right? Okay, so it's not a normal wardrobe. So then anything's open. So, I mean, you get into that, it could eat you. It could be like um, a Dark Souls chest or something. Oh, or like a mimic. <laughs> yeah, it chops you to bits. Or else just kind of takes you into like the between world where you're trapped forever i don't so like the sound r- of this between world you're on <laughs> it's a it's a risk um you're in the between world now i mean the other thing as well is wardrobe <laughs> like if if you did just manage to get away from it in any sense at all i mean it can't go anywhere like it probably can't even get out the door without falling down oh, oh it definitely it definitely can't get back up up the stairs you're you're it sorted was, it would just get stuck in the stairs so when they investigated the home the next day they discovered nothing strange and hoped maybe the occurrences were at an end. But just as they were about I'm to leave... I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, right? You yeah. cannot get attacked by a wardrobe <laughs> one night and come back in and, and hope that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> they were like, "That's listen, no, I, we, that just happens. That's no, just that, teething that, problems. No, your whole life... <laughs> 
Your whole life has You've changed. seen a supernatural You've seen a supernatural wardrobe And you're like Well We'll, we'll give it another day We'll give it yeah. another go We'll give it another shot No like that's Your whole life is, is, is bent out of shape after that Like it's a traumatic <laughs> event You'll never be the same You well, cannot go back into that room Like Do you know when you hear You, you know <laughs> Like Let's say you bring someone over and they're like, oh, what was that? And you're just going, oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> it's, that, it's that big wardrobe again. They were made of sterner stuff back then, Dennis. You know, they're thinking, they've been through the war. I'll tell you what was made of sterner stuff. Those wardrobes that would be attacking you. Uh. That's why I wouldn't go back in there. Oak and mahogany. They don't make them like they used uh. to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right. Well, they went back anyway. They went back hoping, oh, this was, at the, this was the end of it. Today will be a different day. And uh, they were walking around the house, and sure enough, nothing happened. But just as they were about to leave, 30 East Drive, a wedding picture of the Pritchards fell to the ground and smashed. I, saw, I mean, I brought this up in another episode, but that's what happened in my house. The day yeah. my grandmother died, and the, the, the uh, picture of Mary fell on the ground. So... Are you saying that's like for these people that seems to be one step up than the wardrobe? The wardrobe they were like again. I think <laughs> I think people just really, really under <laughs> under underserving this wardrobe, attacking them. A thing. badly hung picture, a picture that would have been hung the day before. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't explain away the mobility of a massive wardrobe, but you can explain away like you know a, a, a recently hung picture yeah. falling off. Still scary though, you know, it is scary, I've been there. All Not right. the wardrobe thing, obviously. But So, listen to this, right? When the rest of the family came home and moved into the house, the strange activities all seemed to stop. Roger, I know, yeah. this is one of the most mind-boggling ones we've actually encountered, just because of the practicality of the way people are approaching things. Yeah. That's why I have so many interruptions. But are you telling me... That the parents never came back from holidays after the wardrobe tried to attack the grandmother and the son. No, they came back Monday. <laughs> Monday evening, I'd say. Midday, Monday, maybe. I, sure, look, did the, did the hotel pay for it? I couldn't come back. They, I, honestly, when I was researching this and I got all this information about like them being away on holidays and stuff like that, I was like, a bit of me was like, fuck it, will I just say they were all there? Because this is so confusing. <laughs> It's, it's you know what it's not confusing it's just it's just um, perplexing as to why they're not coming home when all these things are happening. I will say though we were on holidays before and my grandmother you know who I was a, an unpredictable person really mm-hmm. an unpredictable person we got a phone call from her once uh, while we were like hours and hours we're like nine ten hours away up the country and she said that fecking cat he's in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you know your cat and you know your microwaves, how in the name of God does a cat get into a microwave and then close the door afterwards? Um, so we were we were just like, where where is he now? And she was like, he's in the microwave. And we were like, are you going to let him out? It was like, is the microwave on? <laughs> like, let the fucking cat out of the microwave. Um, but we're not really sure we got in there. Was or it where. all good in the end? Yeah, we got a new cat, it's fine. Oh, fuck. And we call it microwave as well. Uh, that's not true. He got no. out. Tell me he got out. No, Fluffy Fluffy got out, but he did break the microwave plate, which that's my nan the, was really yeah. annoyed by. <laughs> Listen, that sounds like you're, that sounds like a few housemates. <laughs> we know. <laughs> a few housemates. Oh, my my housemate from before, is it? Yeah. He doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think. Oh, that's two, fine. Two of, us li- two of us living in the house. I open up the microwave. The microwave plate <laughs> is smashed. 
to smithereens, <laughs> like as if someone's been put a if, if someone put a bowling ball in there and shook the microwave around, it smashed to bits. I turned to him and I say, "Here, what happened? The microwave plate." He immediately goes to a, an 11 in reaction and goes, oh, well, you suppose you think I broke it, is it? You suppose you think I broke it? I didn't break anything, blah, blah. And then I was like, but like, I know I didn't do it. And there's only two of, <laughs> there's only two of us here, man. And then I said, weren't you cooking popcorn last night? And he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. I did break it. The rest of the family came home and moved into the house. The strange activities all seemed to stop. It was as if nothing had ever happened. And in truth, Jean, Joe and Diane, 12, wondered whether Philip and their grandmother were making the whole thing up. Spooked by their time left alone in the unfamiliar home. That was until a few weeks later when the family were all having tea, only to hear crashing noises as a plant pot was hurled down the stairs. Philip and his grandmother felt vindicated, but it was bittersweet as the entity had returned. That's actually a very scary thing to happen, isn't it? An entire plant pot to be thrown down the stairs. Like, it is actually violently scary. That's like beyond... um, That's kind of beyond, you know, it probably fell. Yeah, Again, like it's almost like you should have. You should, we should be leading up to the wardrobe rather than working away from it. <laughs> well, well, listen, I can't help. I can't help when the wardrobe happened. Okay, Dennis, right? But, but no, a, a plant uh, or pot plant plant pot getting thrown down the stairs—that's terrifying. It'll make a huge bang as well. But I do like that the initial reaction from Philip and the grandmother was, "You see, we told you. We and told then, you." And they're like, "Yeah, but no, there's like, <laughs> like, do you realize the reality of this? No, even though you're, even though you're right." So the activities persisted on and off for the next two years, with the ghost slash entity taking particular interest in Diane, with most of the activities occurring in or near her room in particular. Perhaps most disturbing of all being one incident when Diane, now 14, so this is two years later, was pulled from her bed by an invisible force which then dragged her down the stairs by her neck. Oh, that's very scary. That is actually terrifying. My, it, remi- it reminds me of a story. My sister was staying at home for one of the first times I'd say she'd ever stayed at home. And I was off on holidays, actually. I wasn't allowed to stay at home. Like a loop? And uh, Yep. And uh, with my parents. And <laughs> my other two... Dennis, don't other- you do that now! <laughs> my other two siblings... <laughs> Put your top back on, man. What are you doing, to? Then it should never clean stop. that up. I'm trying to make this spooky for us. No, we're oh, right, Sorry, sorry. My mom's got her tits out. All right. So anyway, we're, my sister stayed at home and there was this, uh, during the night she woke up and there was a man in her room at the end of the bed. And she was obviously terrified mm. and like paralyzed, right? Then he walked out and she could hear the toilet flushing. And he was just wandering around the top of the house. But the only thing that told her that it wasn't a person, like, actually in the house. The pipes would make this noise in the house when the toilet was flushed. And that never happened afterwards. But she had this entire, like, real, what she thought was completely real, of this this dark figure just wandering around the house. And then he left. 
and she had to stay in the house for like the next two weeks on her own and that happened at the start that is fucking terrifying yeah and the only th- because like you know when that kind of stuff happens to you and then you wake up in the morning and you go Christ was that real or whatever like the only tiny thread she had to say it wasn't actually a person in the house was this pipe thing which you could probably convince yourself either way was real or not yeah yeah the, but the thing that I just thought of there is because I can see into your room now because you have your webcam on I thought how fucking terrifying it would be if something came out in through your door that I could see and you couldn't Why see Why does it have to be my door? Well, because I, I into your door? No, because I can see your door and I just thought if a fucking creature op- started opening cre- your door. Will you stop? I don't like this. I, I also did in that moment think about will I just say to Dennis Dennis, there's someone behind you and see if you react. <laughs> uh, I actually don't feel well uh, with that. <laughs> okay. Right, well, don't worry. Don't worry. I, I won't say it. Uh, well, no, do say it if there's someone there. No, no, if there is someone there, I'll say it. But there's no one there now, to my knowledge. So, right, in the des- in their desperation, the Pritchards eventually called a priest, requesting him to perform an exorcism on the property. The priest, however, remained sceptical, insisting that the events which the Pritchards had relayed to him were likely nothing more than the result of some subsidence in the foundations of the house. He changed his mind, however, when upon entering the home, he saw a candlestick float by his face of its own accord. I have to say with these priests, it's pretty rich that they're like, ah, no, it's not a ghost. Like, I mean, considering, (laughs) you know, the Holy Ghost, (laughs) like, I don't know what, I don't know what his, his religion is, but like, at the same time, He's go- He's coming to perform an exorcism or an exorcism. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Like, so, so like he has the tools there to do it. Like he believes that he can do it, but he's also saying, "Ah, it's probably not." It, it, so, in the catechism somewhere, it says that exorcisms are real, but he's yeah. just very discerning as to yeah. whether or not he thinks this is a re- <laughs> this warrants he's, a real one. He's going straight for faulty foundations. Yeah, yeah. He goes. Uh, he just says, "Have you gotten an engineer in first? Just to just to eliminate that. Why do you think ghosts are so fascinated with candlesticks? It's if you're saying like older style ghosts, they're it's obviously technology that they're familiar with. Oh, so they can't use they can't use torches and stuff. Do you think they? I think they can, but also I think if a ghost is self aware, they know that like if somebody's carrying a high powered torch with you know fifty thousand lumens or whatever, like that's not as scary as if they just have a single tea light floating around. Oh, so you think that the, you think that ghosts think about how scary something's meant to be for effect? I'd say I think they probably do. Depending that on make, the ghost, Depending that makes them ghost. less scary, doesn't it? You think so? Like that if uh, because it gives it the opportunity for it not to work and them to kind of make a fool of themselves, you know. What What was your um? What What do you What do you think then? What's your reasoning for why you think a ghost uses a candlestick? I don't know. I think you're probably on the right track where it's just something that they can use or something, you know, like that they can create fire or, you know, like I know that's a big leap. Yeah. But maybe they just can't inter. Maybe they can't interact with electronics. Oh. You know, in because they're kind of half stuck in the other world. We should do a fucking. Do you want? I'll research an episode. I don't know when I'll do it. Might be a few weeks time. We should do one about a ghost communicating through a computer. I I have a story like that. See, is that tempting fate then, though? What do you mean? We do one of those and then we watch back this video and we see something pass behind you or something. No, no, no. We'll be fine. We'll be fine, Dennis. After the candlestick incident, he rushed from the house, proclaiming it was an evil place, 
not even staying long enough to complete the exorcism. But he, that's his job. I know, yeah. What a hack. Yeah, he's a... Listen, he clocked off early that day. He's he's a loser. Loser he priest. Probably, he probably thought what he got it? a right-all number when he landed into the exorcism department because he said, oh, well, these aren't real. Yeah. Well, did he know? As the haunting persisted, the Pritchards would often see a shadowy figure parading through the house. They had taken to calling the ghost Fred. However, the local press had dubbed him Mr. Nobody. Fred is scarier than Mr. Nobody. Really? Do you think so? Mm, I think normal names for scary things is very scary. I think you, Mr. So they went, pretty spooky. How did the press find out about it? Did they go to them? They I, was actually, I, was, I was actually going to bring that up earlier that they never went to them because most of them do go to the press after a while. So they eventually went to the press, but it wasn't like a big deal. So nobody, like they didn't get the same kind of um, press dealings that the Enfield haunting got or it, there was no like police involvement or anything, no? It was a big news story. I'm actually going to check when Enfield was again. I think that was the 70s. Oh, yeah. So I looked up the infield haunting there and that's 1977. So that was a huge one. You know, that was really big Mm. news. So maybe this one just didn't break out of local press, maybe or something. But how long is this? This is like a decade before. Yeah, yeah. This is like 66. That's 77. So, yeah, yeah. The just backs up my theory that the 70s is the scariest. Spookier. In the 60s, didn't seem to care. So. Right, get this, Dennis, right? A local historian, fascinated by the story of the haunting, decided to look into the history of the location upon which the Pritchard's home lay. Much to his shock, he discovered that 30 East Drive had been built upon the location of an old Clunic monastery from the Middle Ages. After researching further, he came across a tale which he believed to be the answer to the disturbance. The tale he came across was the story of the Black Monk of Pontefract. The Black Monk was a clergyman from the area who had been executed after it was discovered he had sexually assaulted and murdered a young girl. He had been hanged for his crimes and thrown down a well. The site of said well being located squarely below what is now 30 East Drive. The very wow. last... Oh, go on. No, I was just saying like the worst kind of ghosts oh, you possibly want. One of the worst ghosts, yeah. And get this, right? The very last appearance which the ghost made to the Pritchard family was supposedly a vision of a man in black robes passing through their kitchen while the family watched TV from the sitting room. To this day, the case of the Black Monk of Pontefract remains unexplained. I just never, I suppose, contemplated that most ghosts for me would be a ghost who is stuck in this world because they're like broken hearted or, you know, I don't know, got jilted at the altar, you know, kind of normal, kind of nothing crazy. Maybe, maybe got killed themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then kind of through the arc of the story of knowing the ghost and living in the house maybe at some stage that ghost realizes you know that they need to move on and and you kind of almost befriend the ghost you know yeah Um, a friendly ghost perhaps (laughs) casper may be his name perhaps perhaps perhaps. but the problem with this ghost is 
I mean, he's he's a bad bastard, Raj. Oh, he's real, a very bad bastard. Real bad bastard. And now you have him hanging around your house. So not only do you have to deal with a ghost, which is scary enough, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm and I'm like I'm trying not to make light of the subject, but yeah. like at this, like he's he's also he also might murder you or or assault you. Yeah, he's like or a you, perverted evil ghost. Yeah, he's he's like he's honestly like the megazord of ghosts. He's pretty much one of the worst ghosts you could ask for. He yeah. he arguably he's a worse ghost than somebody like let's say Charles Manson. He's <laughs> I think this is our first pedo ghost. <laughs> yeah, pe- pedo ghost. Obviously people have linked the story of the monk to him being focused on Diane as well. Mm-hmm. And like pulling her by the neck as yeah. if he's acting out like you're being being hanged. Yeah. I was just wondering why they throw people down wells after they kill them. I was wondering about that as well. That was one for me. Uh, if, any, if anything, to really, what he really needs is not kill him and throw him down a well. Oh, like his, let him die in the well. Yeah, just had a, I don't know, again, it was probably one of these things when we were a bit younger where, I, I don't know, people being trapped down wells was kind of bigger news for some reason. I don't really know why. But I, def, I definitely have a massive fear of being trapped down a well. No, I, I think even more than Lassie. I think there was a couple of news stories where like there was a kid trapped down a well. There Wasn't was there the Simpsons I, episode? Is that was, as well? Was that it? Well, I think that's based on a true news story. Which was the one where there was like they something like they wouldn't believe that there was someone down the well, or or they fooled them into thinking there was someone down the well. So that's in The Simpsons. Okay, but is that based on something that actually happened? I don't know. Uh, right. I, well, maybe, I can't maybe say it is for sure. Simpsons. Maybe it is The Simpsons, but I have like decartoonified it because I can I can even picture it. I just but, remember Sting digging. Digging the hole for oh, to get yeah. Bart out, and and Sting saying, um, uh, or I think Marge goes like, "Oh, pl- oh, please, Mister Sting, you should take a break." He goes, "Oh, I can't rest when I know one of my fans is in there." And Marge goes, uh, "To be honest, I don't think I've ever heard him listen to any music." And Homer like nudges her and he goes, "Marge, he's good. He's a good digger." Sting, you look tired. Maybe you should take a rest. Not while one of my fans needs me. Actually, I don't know if I've ever heard Bart play one of your albums. Shh, Marge, he's a good digger. Dennis, right? Gonna gonna toy you for a loop here now. Gonna share my screen. Oh no, you've disabled that, so I'm not gonna be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I can. Do what were you expecting somewhere. me to send you? To all <laughs> participants. It's always good to have that off when you're in a meeting with Raj. So, right? What I'm going to send you now is a little bit of information about... Because you're always obsessed with the fact that these stories, you can just go find the house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you... Can you see that? 30 East Drive? Red brick house. Yeah. So this is the house. The house is terrifying. That's it, has in- wa- it has wallpaper and weird coaches. It's inside the house, right? <laughs> oh, it has one of those weird cookers as well that's all white and just has those kind of rusty hobs on top of it. This definitely reminds me of like old... Like actually kind of not far off the way that my parents house was kind of laid out for a while when i was growing up but get this you can stay here dennis oh really oh oh here's a bit of information for you as well it was actually a council house built in the 50s so it was a relatively new build but we can stay here if you want for 300 pounds a night 300 pounds that seems like a a complete well yeah and get this right they actually recommend that you don't stay there, but the three hundred pounds is to just hang around there for the day. 
Why? Why do they recommend not to stay there? Because they're not they're not covered in case anything happens to you. I know what they, because there's probably lads coming back and they're staying at night. That's why they're trying to scare you out of it so they don't have to stay anywhere. That house looks like it hasn't changed in fifty years. It's um, it's your classic kind of, I suppose, nan and granddad house. If that makes any sense to you, yeah. I um, think that there's a good chance that whoever bought this house to do to do this to whore it out as a little like ghost hut. That that there's a good chance that they restored it back to looking like this because there's no way it kept. There's no way the the Pritchards kept it like this for what? For I don't know. Maybe no years. one. Maybe no one did anything with it. The scariest mirror. That you can get is a frameless mirror. I've just realized after seeing that on this the wall. This one. Yeah, frameless mirror is probably the scariest. I think wallpaper as well usually kind of attracts ghosts. If I lived in yes, a house yeah. and, and it was like adjacent, like haunting or adjacent to a haunted place, I wouldn't put any wallpaper on the walls because ghosts love that. But do you see this stuff? Can you see this stuff? Yeah, it's kind of like embossed wallpaper. Yes, it's like, it's like somebody is, it's like, um, you got carried away and you decided to put, like, lino on the walls. You see, I couldn't live in a house like that because if that had that kind of, like, embossed wallpaper, I'd scrape it off. I'd, oh, yeah. I'd, you know, like, when you get, um, uh, like, with a couch. No, I, I wouldn't do this because it would kill me, but I'd do it with other things. Like, you know, when you pick at something, you just keep yes, picking and yes, picking yes. and picking. I'd pick the walls off. Well, there wouldn't, wouldn't be a bit of wall left. My grandmother's, my grandmother's house had this. And I used to fucking love gripping a little bit of it here and pulling it down bit by bit. Just Ripping t- the wallpaper off your grandmother's fucking house. Yeah. What's wrong with Only the embossed stuff. But that's just ruining your nan's house, right? You know, I once actually, uh, I once had to stay in my grandmother's house with my mom, right? Yeah. Uh, we were staying overnight when my mom was looking after my grandmother. It was being half done up. So the room we were in, like, Part of the room was done up, but the rest of it really looked like this. It was fucking creepy as fuck. I remember mm-hmm. being terrified sleeping in there. And um, I remember opening one of the wardrobes and there was a sticker in there that had clearly something else had been stuck over it and it had been ripped off. And the sticker was a picture of, of young Elton John's face. And it said, marry me, Elton. And I just remember seeing that <laughs> and going, whoa. <laughs> so, uh, it must have been so disappointing. <laughs> Didn't work out for her in the end. No, no. no ne- none of my aunts or uncles ended up marrying uh, Elton John. I we have some theories on this. I know I know it's unresolved, you know, unexplained. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have a couple of theories, right? Um, not really, to be honest. Big theory is it was just the monk. Yeah, I guess, I mean, there was only one guy, there was only one pedo ghost thrown down a well. Yeah. You know, I, I did, what do you think is the explanation though, even like if you don't have them to hand, but if you think about it, what's this symbolism or the significance behind the asbestos floating in the air or the water outside? Water, well, grand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, that's fine. It's seeping up from the well because he's on the way. That's yeah. That's kind of scary. Yeah. I just gave myself self-inflicted goosebumps there. Yeah. What about the snow shit in the, the in the sitting room? What the is, what dust. Is um, not to go back over old territory, but, you know, maybe this monk did have psoriasis. Yeah, you think? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they didn't have head and shoulders back then. And they used to have those stupid haircuts. 
So I don't know what that would do for you. Oh, he was like pure classic monk, was he? Oh, you're talking about 12th century. Oh, okay. They, like these are very, this is a very old story. Yeah, I just don't... I actually thought what you were going to say at the start as well was that it like dusted a shape. You know, like there was going to be the shape of the monk would appear. But the dust doesn't seem to have too much um, significance. We can't even think of a reason really, can we? I can think of a reason. So the dust, I think, was... Um, that was him embodying the house. Infiltrating the house, let's say. So he was he was injecting himself into the house. Yeah, and that was creating this like dust... Just what do you think about the the angry animalistic wardrobe upstairs? What, what do you think is the significance of that? That was it, that was like um, th- that was the ghost equivalent of giving the old razzle dazzle. Oh yeah, you know, just come out strong, set yeah. the standard. He he tried the dust. Dust didn't really do much for them. Did the water, and they're still thinking, "Oh, we'll get a plumber in on Monday." He goes, "Okay, I'll hit him with the wardrobe." He's just discussing with all the other ghosts. He's like, "Oh, nothing's working." Like, like, did you try the flower pot? Yeah, I tried the flower pot. Oh, did you try the dust? Try the dust. He goes, "Well, you need to send him." Is uh, you got any big wardrobes there? Oh, wait a minute, Dennis. Get the old wardrobe. I'm just getting breaking news here that the monk was put in a wardrobe before he was thrown down the well. Oh wow! Must <laughs> be a huge well. Huge, huge, tiny wardrobe. Severely like, family wardrobe. Why do people keep poisoning their wells? It's just so stupid. Don't throw a guy down there in a wardrobe of all things. And as always, please give us a five star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. And above all, go and tell your friends to come and listen to this podcast as well. And then we can all have a big party like it's Sesame Street.